And the prams. I hate it when the prams beat you. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> Hey folks, welcome to the Creative Language Learning Podcast with Kirsten Cable and Lindsay Dow. And hello everyone, welcome to episode 34, 34, my god we're getting old, uh, of the Creative Language Learning Podcast with Kirsten Cable and Lindsay Dow. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Kirsten. And how are you? How's it going with, I've been reading your blog like you do as a, as a, as a good co-host. And, yeah. um, I have noticed you are currently working on, is it three different languages? No. Korean, French, and Japanese? Oh, no, not really. So, <laughs> not really. So I, I finished the add one challenge with Japanese. So Japanese is now kind of being, uh, put to one side, but I love it so much. I've really, really enjoyed studying Japanese. So it won't, um, won't be the end, I'm sure. Um, but it's been put to one side because I'm now learning Korean with <sighs> Shannon Kennedy from Your Reading Greece. So we're learning it together kind of alongside each other, but on the other side of the world. And uh, we're going to be vlogging and making videos sort of oh, on alternate wow. weeks and sharing our story um, across each other's blogs and YouTube channels, which is kind of exciting. I think Korean is probably the the East Asian language that's on my list. I haven't got many. Oh, really? Uh, yes, yeah, because I've been to Korea very, very quickly. Um, I was It was at the end of a business trip, so I went to China for two weeks, and I struggled with the time difference. I struggled with being a vegetarian in China. Um, yeah. I just generally struggled. I think I, was, I wasn't enjoying the... the um, my my job very much uh, for various reasons at the time so I just really struggled and it was and I struggled with the smog as well in some Chinese cities mm. um so all around and then got on a plane went to Seoul came off the plane and somehow instantly I went oh this is nice and just really uh, my hotel was like in the middle of Gangnam which is very different Ooh. you know to to where I'd been before, Xiaomen and um, even Shanghai, it's still different. It's it's just a, a different yeah. kind of vibe. And it was very fun, you know. And, and I was just, I was only there for about three days, completely exhausted um, on crazy time differences. But it was so lovely. And I kept walking around going, this script is so pretty. Korean script is so pretty because it's all squiggly and I, I think it's really lovely. And people were so excited, even about me saying Kamsanida or Anyongkaseyo, which is all I can remember now. Um, and I don't know, there was just something there. I really connected to Korean. So tell me more about Korean. Oh, that's interesting you say about the script. Do you know the story behind the script? I know that, like... Different squiggles represent different sounds, and in that sense, it's different to the script of the Chinese language, which is pictures, whereas the Korean yeah. one is sound based. Yeah, and it's also so each each um, kind of letter is is a sound, but then the sound, the shape of that letter is based on the shape of your mouth and your kind of uh, vocal cords and stuff when you make that sound. Oh, wow. That's where that comes from. And so, and then it, you add those sounds together. So, for example, you said, annyeong haseyo, right? If we just take annyeong, which is really informal way to say hello, annyeong, right? Mm -hmm. You add that annyeong 
you sort of separate them into these sort of syllables and then those syllables the letters that are in that individual like and mm-hmm. those individual letters then get added into one kind of bigger syllable shaped letter if that makes sense it's hard to describe in audio without, <laughs> without yeah. a visual oh, but wow. it's really interesting yes and, and this it's one of the it was one of the kind of um one of my most intriguing scripts that I looked at last year when I did the language script challenge, mm-hmm. which is one reason when Shannon suggested Korean to learn together, I was like, yes, let's do this. I have no resources right now. Everything I've used so far is completely online and free at the moment, apart from my Artorki lessons. Ah, um, well, Lindsay, but, yeah, do, you know, do you know a resource that is definitely, definitely going to come in handy for you is our sponsor. Is that not right? Oh, is, it, is, <laughs> is that, that not right? Definitely. I sound like an old granny. <laughs> <laughs> Our sponsor for episode 34 is once again Hello Talk, the app oh, that yes. was, um, I believe, it was conceived in order to allow the app's creator, Zachary, to practice the Korean language. You know, and I've been using this. I've I've got a little speech that I've prepared, kind of a hello. My name is Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I live. I'm English. And where? What's your name? Where do you live? And I've sent it a couple of times now to people that speak Korean on Hello Talk. I've gone on the audio recorder message and sent them that little message of me just saying it each time. And with the audio as well, you have to record it fresh. So that means that I've actually had practice multiple times of saying this little message, which is really great. Mm-hmm. And then they all come back and say, oh, your Korean is really good. And it's like, oh, yeah, thank you. I'm sure you're just saying that to be nice. But thank you. Come stand me there. Yeah, it's super rewarding. I I did yeah. what I said I would as well. I recorded myself. So um, Hello Talk. Sorry, we're just now talking about Hello Talk. Um, just in case you don't know what on earth we're talking about, go to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash Hello Talk, where you will be uh, accommodated and welcomed and brought to a wonderful website that allows you to download an app a app and the app is free really pretty and it's this massive directory big language exchange community where you can find people to practice 130 languages with it is so rich in terms of what it can do it can transliterate that wonderful korean script it can translate you can send photos you can send images that are already on your camera you can do doodles you can send smileys and you can do video chat with a lot a lot of people it has some really great settings, I think, that really put it apart from the rest. Um, in the settings for your own profile, you can become very specific about who exactly you want to talk to. So it's not like you're going to get completely overwhelmed with people. Um, I found that in the settings, there's some really great stuff. And da-da-da, I also record it myself. So Lindsay and I can definitely endorse recording yourselves um, and sending it out. So an introduction in Korean, I think, is wonderful, especially with people around the world, right? So in a completely different way. Have you got anything back yet recorded? Um, yeah, I had a couple back in Korean. I've had loads back in different languages before, but oh, yeah, in Korean okay. recently. I've had a couple back, which is nice. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I haven't, yeah. I haven't had anything back yet. I, I have got... But like I said, I was reco- recording a bit of this book, this little book where there's like a little yeah, girl. Yeah, how did it go? Oh, um, 
I got a down, which means well done. And the lady said, what was you, what were you reading in the recording? And then I said, oh, it's a children's book. And then I've got a recommendation for another children's book. And then I said, oh, I'm watching Beo Kelwith at the moment, which is a Welsh TV show. And here in the UK, because I'm learning a language off the UK, it's actually quite easy to to get that. I, all I have to do is go on iPlayer and there it is with wonderful subtitles. Uh, so I said, oh, I'm watching Beo Kelwith. And she's watching Beo Kelwith too. So now we can chat Yay. about the TV show as well. And it's just really... You know, it's a really nice conversation starter. So even if you don't know anything at all to say, even if you're scared of video chatting with your um, new language buddies that you find through Hello Talk, recording yourself you is speak. a yeah. You can speak mm. a foreign language, and that's something you know we'll we'll get into later today, um, or later in the show, not later today when we're not recording anymore. That would be stupid. So yeah, later later in the show, um, and particularly for Lindsay as a Korean learner, it's Hello Talk is great for learners of Asian languages because it was created by Zachary, who was living in Beijing and wanting to practice Korean. And mobile phones, in general, mobile smartphone, all that stuff, it's huge in China, Korea, Japan, Vietnam, and co. So if you're studying a Far Eastern language, definitely, definitely give this a go. But like I said, I'm also using it for Welsh. I've used it for Spanish. I've used it for French. And other people are certainly using it for English. Beep, beep. Yeah, that was how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Lindsay, one more one question before I, before I go. Yes. Uh, before I go into the topic for today. Oh, and we've got a little bit of feedback. Uh, we have a new person telling us what their tendency is. So if you haven't listened to episode oh. 32, we recommend you listen to episode 32. Um, and that episode is all about the Four Tendencies Framework by Gretchen Rubin and Shannon Kennedy. And couldn't, wouldn't you have known it, is another upholder. So you've got an upholder friend that you're doing, Yay, that learning we're doing with. together. Wow. That works well. Yeah. That works well. So upholders are the disciplined people um, that I don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and we also have a new review and sadly it hasn't come in yet I'm so sorry James but I want to say thank you very much and real props and appreciation to James Granahan Gr Granahan you're Irish Irish um, so I don't know how to better pronounce it uh, James reviewed us in iTunes in Ireland um, and sadly it hasn't come through yet because I can't log into the Irish iTunes app store iTunes store at the moment. God, if I ever know what any Apple products are called. Um, but <laughs> he was he was on Twitter responding to the last episode that we did with Benny Lewis and said thank you and that he really, really enjoyed it. Um, and he's already subscribed. And what a lovely, lovely, nice man. Thank you so much, James. Woo. Thank you. Gracias. Oh, yes. He, he lives in Argentina. He lives in Argentina. Be yeah. Vive en Argentina. Does that mean he drinks in Argentina? Uh, no, vive, vive, yeah. Okay. <laughs> bebe. Bebe would be he drinks. He drinks in Argentina. <laughs> ah, bebe, it vive in Argentina. Oh, perfecto, muy bien. <laughs> I need to... Bienvenidos al podcast español con Kertin y Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Mi español, mucho bad. Uh, oh. I was going to say plocha then, Russian. So, oh, and... but you know what you do when you, when you forget a word like bad, right? You see, oh, no, no bueno. Do I know the words? You say yes. Oh, you, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You say, do I know the word for the opposite? And then you just put a no. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so that took me a while then, but... That's my, that's my teaching tip. Teaching tip with, uh, <laughs> with beginners. Teaching tip of the day. Lindsay. Here is my question for you. It is a br- okay. it's an English pronunciation question, um, but it's language related. So I'll bring it up on the podcast. Um, I am currently a member of a choir. I'm a bit of a choir lady, and <laughs> and I actually did a vocal warm up before the show today. <laughs> Ooh, just cause. Okay, and we have a song in this in this. Uh, it's it's really famous thing that we're singing. It's called the Messiah. Um, it's written by Handel. It's pretty old, but it stands up so well. It's so much fun to sing. It's so much fun to listen to. Uh, he's like he was like the Kanye of his day. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's also really famous because it's got the Hallelujah chorus in. So if you've ever heard any piece of choral music, it probably went Hallelujah. So we're singing that. Um, oh. And trust me, I sing better than I did just then. And. Here is here is here, one of the words. So what this does, the, the words are all a bit weird because they're, they're Bible quotes. So you're singing Bible quotes and making them sound pretty. Um, so this chorus is called, let us break their bonds asunder or asunder, okay. asunder, as we might say in the north. And then the words go and cast away their yokes from us. And as you sing this um, in the chorus, it's re- it's repeated quite a lot. So you go and cast away, and cast away, and cast away the yokes from us. And as we were singing it, I started thinking, I wonder, and I'm not going to. How would you say this? How would you say the sentence? Um, Let us break their bonds asunder and cast away their yokes from us. Let us break their bonds asunder and cast away their yokes from us. Ah, so you say cast as well. Because I was wondering if we sounded like the most northern English choir ever because of cast. How else would you say it? Cast. Oh, cast. Oh, you mean like the grass grass thing? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, so So you're asking the wrong person because I live, I think that I live in a part of the country where we quite variably say both. Ah. Okay. Right. Okay. So if, for example, if I'm saying something very fast and grass is in the middle of the word, then I just say grass. But if the end of the word, I think I'm going to have a bath, then I would, I would tend to make the longer sound when it's at the end of a word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that bird sat on the grass. Oh, okay. That yeah. bird sat on the grass over there is eating a worm. <laughs> Can you see? <laughs> it, would be, Can you see? it would be grass in, in the north. Always, always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's very interesting. So I was just... No, we say both. I just idly sort of caught myself wondering about all this. I actually asked the choir leader, asked, not asked, uh, <laughs> the choir leader, which then led to my whole choir just feeling very self-conscious and saying, oh, it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's... But then uh, we cast away... Cast away that yeah, I would say both, honestly. And I I don't even I can't tell you exactly in what situation I would say one or the other. Like it's just so natural. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Both of them just happen. Wow. Okay, so yeah. that there's a bit of um and we say so many times, um, you never you're never done learning a language. You never quite oh even know. No. And as I was 
asking this, and as I found myself wondering about this, um, and this is maybe leading up to something in the bigger picture, um, even though I've lived in England for now for 13 years, and I've always lived in the north, I've always lived in Lancashire, I don't sound like people from Lancashire, believe it or not. Mm. I don't ask I ask weird questions, <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, like, and everybody always still asks me where I'm from and everybody still talks to me about, oh yes, and here's the time I lived in Germany and all this stuff. And even yeah. despite um, 12, 22 years of learning English, 13 years of living in England, I'm I'm so not English. I'm so not like, and like in, in any way, shape or form, a person that would qualify as British or English or anything like that. Um, and, you know, language learning, sometimes I feel like it's it's sort of something that, you know, we've talked about this before in terms of identity. You know, you kind of want to, you want to learn a language, yeah, but it can go all the way to you want to take on a new identity, become like a new being a new person and um, I'm reminded um, about Benny Lewis last week talking about how he took up language learning because he saw something he, he saw something in that about developing your social skills and about becoming a more outgoing person um, and a man of the world as he put it and and I'm reminded of a lot of people who have these ambitions to become a polyglot to speak many languages and that again is about becoming a certain taking on a certain level of identity and maybe at some point in the past when I was learning English so, so well, I was, um, you know, I, I thought I, I, it's practically like I want to become British. And it's been such a long time, 20 something years. And I'm still such a foreigner here. Mm. I, yeah, I, I can't even imagine what that must feel like. Um, I mean, the closest I guess I've come is when I was in Costa Rica and I was I was there for three months in comparison to how long you've been in England you know it's nothing but you know you do feel like oh yeah I'm a, I'm a part of this now this 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 place is this culture is now a part of me but then it so isn't on so many different levels mm. there's, there's, you're still never going to be you're, you're still always going to be what you what are, you are I think <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's a very interesting conversation, and like you know, it does like that whole variation: grass, grass, bath, bath. I wouldn't. I don't think about it. Mm. It just, it just doesn't. Just yeah. doesn't cross my mind. And I'm there going, how does this work? How does this yeah. work? Are we doing this wrong? Not not wrong, but <laughs> would like I was literally wondering, would a choir from the south sing differently? <laughs> And they might, and yeah. you know, I mean, in the in the context of singing an old piece of music, or especially when we sang in Latin, um, it goes all over the place anyway. Um, and yeah. and then something happened in the choir break. This lady started telling me about, you know, she said, "Oh well, so which languages?" As a classic question, which languages do you speak then? Um, which is subjective, because as you can hear, I sort of kind of model nonsensically through Spanish um, when I try. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any any listeners living in, in Spain, Argentina, James, uh, I'm just falling over laughing right now. <laughs> um, 
but you know, so I so I kind of said to her, oh, I speak, um, I would say I speak English, German, and French, and I've I've done, learned a good deal of Spanish and um, Latin and Italian. I've kind of dabbled in Russian. I'm learning Welsh at the moment. And she says, you must have a different brain to me. <gasps> no. And isn't that yeah? I think there should be. I think there should be some kind of alarm button that I can press, where it just goes. Alarm. Uh, sorry, this is now an have explicit you, podcast. Have, but have never you, mind. Um, speaking of, of being British, have you ever heard of Carl Pilkington? Yes, I have. Okay, have you ever seen the clip? Um, I think it's in the show An Idiot Abroad, where they say, "What would your superpower be?" And he says that his superpower would be B da 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 S sh, yeah mm-hmm. BS man, and that he, his superpower would be that he can detect BS. And he would just be like, oh, hang on a minute, fly over to where someone is saying the BS. Yeah. And then just walk in the room and go, mm, beep, you know, the word. I'm trying to make this a, a clean podcast here yeah. uh, by not saying it. But yeah, and, and that's exactly it. You just want you just want him to fly in. And whenever someone says, oh, you've different brain to me or like, oh, I couldn't do it. You just need him there to fly in and say it to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was it was like that. It was just. I need somebody to come in and go, meep, 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 meep. This is, this is because nonsense. Because I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I cannot be bothered to have the conversation every single time. I guess, <laughs> actually, we have this in common. The same thing with being a vegetarian, right? You get that conversation of, oh, so how long have you been vegetarian? Is it ethical health reasons? It's like, ah, oh, sigh. Here we go again. And it's that same conversation. Being vegetarian or, or, or learning languages and you have to constantly like tell people why. You have to and it's it's funny, isn't it? So you have to um you have to always make the argument and um you always have to there always has to be this like reason. It's uh, it's weird because in a sense, curiosity about other people and wanting to be understood and wanting to communicate and connect with people from everywhere, you know, just with people, with other humans is a basic human desire. It is built into, I don't know, our DNA. It's just in us. We are social beings by design. So it should not come as a surprise that we will automatically want to learn each other's languages. We will want to, we have an internal desire to communicate. Yet the world around us, especially the English speaking world, makes these partly, I mean, ranging from very sensible to insane arguments for learning languages. Because it seems to me that Every single one of these arguments can be countered with one sentence that everybody keeps saying to themselves, which is, but it's hard. Yeah. But it's so hard. And this is so, you know, like you say to somebody, I'm a Learning to drive is hard. People still do it. Learning anything is hard. cooking, Cooking a meal could be difficult. It doesn't mean that you don't not. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I, I know. So, it's, so there is really that, and I think um, to, today, really, I mean, I've 
I've kind of I sent you and I'm going to share with you guys in the show notes this, you know, one of those classic infographics. You've all seen them if you're interested in learning languages um, and they're great. They're very motivational, very encouraging. Um, and I wanted to go through these reasons, reasons, you know, sensible, rational arguments. And I'm a questioner type, so I, I respond to rational arguments. But so rational arguments for learning languages. Um, and mm. Lindsay, if I could ask you to... Um, Look at a few of these with me and read them out and see if they can be countered with a sentence, but it's hard. Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay. Before we begin, mm-hmm. can I just share a, a story that happened to me recently, which is the inspiration for this topic and this podcast? Go ahead. Caller. Okay. So, <laughs> Caller. <laughs> I did feel like, hello, thanks for thanks for laying me out. Um, <laughs> so a few weeks ago, um, I went to meet someone and um, we had a, a very sort of brief working relationship together, not to do with languages. Uh, and then uh, and then the topic got on to what lang- what I do for a living. And I said, oh, I'm a language tutor and I have a blog and a YouTube channel and I kind of promote people to learn languages through tuition and online courses and everything like that and oh okay yeah we only really need one language though don't we okay right fuming inside instantly really what 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 is that language <laughs> mate yeah and I and, yeah and I was like oh, okay yeah uh so yeah I mean if everyone's learning English so we don't need to learn any other languages oh, okay and I said, and I'm like, I can't just sit here. I've just told you what I do. I've just told you, you know, my sort of language story and how many languages I've studied and, and kind of how much I love this and how I've made like this my life. And you're going to sit there and say this to me? I was like, no. And so I said, um, I, 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 he said, yeah, you know, everyone's learning English. I said, yeah, but if everyone's learning English, that's even more of a reason to learn other languages. Because then if they have the upper hand over us. If they can speak our languages plus someone else, mm. you know, they're always going to be the English people. You know, as a massive generalization here, we're talking about about sort of Britain. It, British people will be left behind, and we'll we'll be you know on on a kind of a, a disadvantage with that. Yeah, but we won't because they'll speak English, so it's fine. All right. Uh, that well, that maybe... sort of implies. Yeah. There's something in that that so impi- implies an inferiority and also completely overlooks that, say, a Greek person talking to a Greek person can make something beautiful happen together in non-English. Would yeah, you believe yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I and then it's, we need one language. We need, and I said, okay, have you heard? I was like, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go hard with this argument. And I said, have you heard of Esperanto? Yeah, but it didn't really work, did it? <laughs> okay, what? Why not? Because it's, it's not, not English. English. <laughs> Right. Okay. Oh my God. And I said, but there's, there's a lot of connotations attached to English for certain people around the world, you know, colonialism and kind of um, history, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's not necessarily that people can express themselves as well as they want to in English as they could in a native language or in another language. Something like Esperanto would be sort of more or less neutral territory for people. But it doesn't yeah, work, Lindsay, because it's not English. English. <laughs> oh, my God. Round and round and round. And I was fuming. And by the time we left, I it was one of those moments where you leave. And I, I sort of said to Ashley as we left, I was like, wait till we get in the car. Wait until we get into the car. Just, just wait. And we so got in the funny. car and I went, how 
dare you? He's like, what? What did I do? I was like, no, not you, not you. <laughs> I just, I just needed to say that. And yeah, I was just, ugh. Oh. oh my god, I understand that so so much, and I have I have such empathy, and I so feel like I mean you could, you know I'm just laughing my head off because not because yeah. not at you but because the 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 insanity of that argument is fascinating. Yeah. It's like, well done mentioning Esperanto. I didn't even think about that, but it's so true, isn't it? So, Esperanto, <laughs> so stupid, <laughs> Esperanto. As a as a universal language, no, that's a stupid idea. Really? Why? Because it's not English. <laughs> I know. I know. Just but... complete lack of effort. Everyone else needs to learn my language. Oh. Of course. That's that's the way this is gonna work. No, no, it's really not. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so okay. So um so far I'm kind of keeping a little score here, right? So I've got this pro and con list that I'm writing as we go along. Um and <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you are listening to this show, um, don't bother learning a language because you already understand English. So let's just give up. Um, go and listen to go and listen to something else. Um, maybe watch the Kardashians. I'm joking. Stay with us. Stay with us. Download Hello Talk. They're a sponsor. Support the show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so on the con list so far, um, I have. Confusion. Very confusion. vague. Confusion because it's confusing, and your little, you know, your little lady brain or your little man brain might not be able to handle it. And also, uh, kids can do it so much better. This is this is my oh right okay. I'm going on a I'm going on a rant now. Um, someone shared with me recently this article, um, and it's in the Independent, a newspaper. Which yeah. can I just say, you know. Dudes, if you're going to write that, there's a reason you're going bust. But no, I'm joking. There's a there's an academic who's recently found out, um, and it gets reported very strongly in the newspaper that the um, there is such a thing as kids are better at learning languages than adults. Kids kids get you know kids can learn the language. Um, have some cognitive advantages. This is really minor, but the way the article, of course, puts it, the way the media blows this up and does it regularly, and this makes me crazy, um, because it's already so hard to convince anyone above the age of, I don't know, six to pick up a second language, and they're writing like, oh, the best the best age to learn a second language, um, blah, blah, blah. And these types of articles bother me so much because they completely miss the point. We have a mission. We have a duty in this world, I think, as humans, to foster mutual understanding by encouraging people to learn other languages and also to debunk this myth. And it's going to come back to that again, that it's so hard and that that means you shouldn't bother. So... And like Lindsay said before, learning to drive is hard the first time. Learning to cook a meal is hard the first time. I did parkrun this weekend. Guess what? Parkrun is hard when you do it for the first time. Lindsay, I've been twice, by the way. Yay. Well, well done. done. Well done, Kirsten. Um, and it will get easier every single time. It's it's particularly hard because it's really hilly course. So parkrun, if you don't know, uh, five kilometers the, where you're running and other people are running too. So you don't have an excuse to stop. And it's horrible. Um, <laughs> 33 minutes on a hilly course, which is, I think is pretty good. Um, so, but there were 
eight-year-olds who were faster than me. There was a man with a dog on a leash who came into the goal posts before me. Oh, whatever. And the prams. And I hate the... it when the prams beat you. You're like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that seems to me... that Yeah, that's very London, isn't it? So like the exercising with a kid in your pram that hasn't... That trend hasn't come north yet. Or to Lancaster. Oh. Little Lancaster. <laughs> but, so, you know, you can be beaten by an old granny. You can be beaten at... at let's take language learning. You can be beaten by... a toddler you can be but it's not a competition and it doesn't matter and you know what if you don't try because it's hard and if you don't try because I don't know a little kid could do it better than you which isn't even true or if you don't try just because you think it might not work out and if you don't develop that mindset where you realize that the fact that you're doing it is the actual win then I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. I I just do. <laughs> this is really so. This is the the con argument, right? So it's confusing and it's hard and it's. I'm too old. I'm too old is my is my kryptonite. Is my it sets me off. Um, and then okay, so let's just take that one. That's that's nonsense. I think it is. It genuinely is nonsense. Um, I haven't got the brain for it. Scientifically speaking, is nonsense. Can I just say that? Yeah. God, God Can made I just say, equal. If someone is telling you that, if someone is saying, I haven't got the brain for it, they're telling you that in a language, <laughs> a language that they've learned. Yeah. Just a thought. And I mean, they don't actually mean that. They, what they mean is, I'm finding it difficult. Or, and, and then... It's kind you... of a backhanded compliment sometimes as well. That kind of like, oh, I don't know how you do it. Like, I haven't got the brain. It's that, it's that sort of backhanded compliment to make you feel good that you do do it. And it's like, I don't want you to make me feel good that I do it. I want to inspire you to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So there's a real, so, you know, okay. I accept that perhaps. It, and so if you've ever played Simon Says, which is a game where uh, you've got this computer and um, I'm totally dating myself again, but you can download the app kids millennials um so <laughs> you can, you've got so you've got this game and it flashes up a sequence of colors and in 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 different positions so it's like it is circle and there's a little red light a little green light blue and yellow and it might go red blue green red blue green yellow red blue green yellow red I yellow this red game. i can't pronounce those at all so yeah, exactly. So this game, and then you have to hit the different colors. And what it wants you to do is remember the longest sequence that you possibly can. Um, and it, what that does, it tests your short-term memory. So it's that's all it does. And it, I accept that some people have better short-term memory than others because some people can do a longer Simon Says sequence than others, no matter how hard they try. So there must be something there. However... Language is not just about your short-term memory or your long-term memory. It is about technique. It's about discipline. It's about memorizing. And it's about knowing how to memorize. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take an example, again, from the Messiah. Um, it's a foreign language for me, guys. Um, so there's this bit in there where, I don't know, the Messiah comes. And he gets, in this order, and I'm going to tell you how I memorize this, Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. 
or maybe blessing, maybe just one. He's a lucky chap. He is a lucky chap, that messiah dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to sing this in... Um, the, our our choir leader wanted us to close the, the music, so I don't actually have the lyrics in front of me as I have to remember all this stuff that this messiah dude is getting. Um, and the way I, I really struggled remembering, I kept going, and power and glory and glory and honey and something. So <laughs> I ended up building like, okay, so power, I imagined Westminster Abbey. Well, not Westminster, where Houses of Parliament in London, that's where the power is. Um, where there's a treasure trove, that's the riches. On the treasure trove sits an owl, that's the wisdom. Next to that is um, like an old Greek hero, a strong man, that's the strength. Um, they're covered in honey, which is the honor, H-O-N at the start. Um, and there's a globe around them, that's the glory. And then the blessing is the last one, so you can remember that easily. And otherwise, cool. I could have never remembered that. This doesn't mean that my brain is better at remembering things. It just means that... I took that little detour with the whole owl and the treasure trove and things. And that basically is just a technique that I have learned because it helps me. It's good, is isn't it? Anyone? Yeah, that's so good. You've just reminded me of, of, of uh, someone in particular. If anyone that you know, if, you, if you're listening to this and you know someone and you're thinking, yep, yeah, I've had someone say that to me, direct them to Anthony Mativier. Mm. Because this guy is so good when it comes to sort of memory um, magnetic memory method and memory palaces and all of this stuff. He's the man on this topic. Yeah, I'll put his. I'll put his. Uh, he has a little Udemy quote. Udemy quote. Udemy course. Um, I'll put his course in the show notes. Oh, um, there's a fluent okay. code as well, which I think is still valid, so you can get it at half price. But you don't have to do the course because I reviewed it as well. And in the review, I was trying it out, and and it's funny because of all this power, riches, uh, wisdom, strength honor, glory, blessing, and it has to be in that order because you can't sing something else to everybody else. Um, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I actually built myself a little memory palace with that. And I was thinking about Anthony yesterday. So shout out to Anthony Mativier. You're right, Lindsay. Um, yeah. Really the man, if you want to learn about this, you can use this to learn a foreign language. Um, he also, just, just a... a if I if I may plug it, um, he is mentioned in the vocab cookbook. So if you've recently bought that on Kindle and it's just sitting on your Kindle, here's a reason to read it. Vocab cookbook is a book I wrote. Okay, so so we I think we have successfully debunked. I haven't got the brain for it. Um, yes. What about though, Lindsay? What about everyone is learning English? I think <laughs> that this is yours, right? So go Ooh, go crazy on good it. God. Debunk away. Okay. So everyone is learning English. No, not everyone. <laughs> just no. a lot of people, right? And the reason that a lot of people are learning English is because they see it perhaps the, the general reason here. There are so many reasons, but the, that main reason is they think, okay, if I learn English, I'm going to get a better job, better study opportunities. I'll get the chance to live in an English-speaking country and earn more money. So understandable. First of all, if you're in that situation, you'd probably do the same thing, right? So there's that. You have to accept and understand that. Secondly, I think that everyone learning English, inverted commas, is a brilliant reason to learn another language because you're going to have someone to practice with. There's going to be so many people that want to practice their English that you, if this is if you're a native English speaker, of course, so if mm -hmm. you speak English to a high level, that, that you can then kind of say, okay, let's talk for an hour a week, half an hour in English, half an hour in your language, so I can practice too. 
Yes. There's, yeah. you know, so many more people you can practice with. And also, like I mentioned at the start, if there are, if everyone is learning English, again, quote unquote, then that's even more of a reason for us as, and I'm talking on behalf of, of native English speakers here, to learn a language because, like I mentioned, it will put us at a disadvantage major major disadvantage on the sort of world stage when it comes to trade and 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 everything like that just because everyone else can speak english yes but they've also got their own language and maybe others mm-hmm. and then there's us just speaking english like hoping to trade with everyone but not having that extra richness that comes and being able to talk to those people in their own language not just in ours yeah and i i would add to that that it goes beyond talking you Do not, because oh, the feeling, saying you have to learn somebody else's language, I, I accept that that is scary because you then feel like you've got to learn it to an extent where you can have a perfect conversation with them. But actually, even just dipping your toe into their language will, yeah. I don't know how it works, but it really goes beyond the surface. It'll... You know, not maybe not when you're in Spain and you go una cerveza por favor, and that is all you can say. That means a beer, please. I'm, I can speak Spanish, guys. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's the the you know being able to say hello, being able to ask a basic question in any kind of business meeting, saying uh, signaling. I am interested in where you're from. I accept that that is different from me, and I'm curious about you is one of the best things you can possibly do to another human. And from that flow, almost all the the advantages that I see in this sort of infographic in the area of professional reasons. So it can get you a better job. Yes, it really can. It really can because you are more marketable. Your transferable skills are up. It's Language is more than just a you know, a skill in itself. Language is a mindset and that is something that you can broadcast and communicate. Expanding your network goes without saying. Um, and elaborating your research skills or becoming better at researching by listening to things like the Creative Language Learning Podcast. <laughs> is You know, th- these are all things that kind of come naturally and they don't come once you've passed a test or gotten really good at a foreign language they open up pretty much the second you identify as a card carrying, I have bought a book in another language and opened it and looked at it. Mm. So you yeah, don't... you're still making that first step. And from that point onwards, yeah. you're investing in interest and you're showing people that you care. Yeah. And you are, you are making an investment in yourself and your own skill set, which is huge. And actually on the modern job market, on today's job market almost impossible to to overlook the fact that if you say to an employer i'm learning french and they're in you know they're in the french market they're going to see that in you and they're going to see potential and that's what you want to broadcast um careers with languages being a a huge kind of thing that i believe in so so much i think it's it's highly underestimated among english speakers what wonderful things being a foreign language speaker can do for your career and i've i've seen this in my own career Honestly, I have. And even in jobs where I never had to speak a word of foreign, never had to. A word of foreign. <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Sorry. Never had to speak a word of another language, let's say, a word of foreign. <laughs> even in those kind of jobs, 
I still got those jobs partly because I was learning other languages because I was you know and because I have a degree in languages and because even even if right even if like you you're, you're learning it let's say you're at that stage you've just opened the book and you you invested that interest and you know that you want to keep up with it and you're going to do it just putting that on, on your CV like interests I'm teaching myself Korean oh, oh okay you I want to give you about, a job you care yeah not necessarily like okay you're the you're the one for the job but you know okay you care about your sort of personal development and about improving yourself and making yourself a better person it just shows that even at that very very basic level even before you've got to you know do you know what I'm trying to say before you've got to like a strong uh solid kind of conversation level just to say I am doing this myself I'm teaching myself a language is I think very it says a lot about a person hugely important hugely important Mm. and these days no big employer is isolated in the country where they are it just isn't so I'm going to wheel out I'm going to wheel out um Willy Brandt again who is um a a famous German beloved left-wing ex-chancellor who came out and I'm sure he said this quote it would be so embarrassing if he didn't um show notes guys show notes um or twitter you can just tell us what we got what we get wrong so Willy Brandt said if you're buying from me I speak English but if you're trying to sell me something dann sprechen Sie bitte Deutsch oh yes oh my goodness this reminds me as well I think it's Nelson Mandela who said speak to a man in your language and you speak to his head speak to a man in his own language and you speak to his heart so yes yeah and it's it's both the same you know they're both coming it's the same from, thing isn't it yeah and both of these people men of the world politicians beyond politicians world leaders people uh, <laughs> so you know it's 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 massively massively important and both people also not just world leaders but also known as creators of peace and creators and fosterers if that's a word of understanding among the peoples so you know mm. you you it's again it kind of goes up to you've got to open the doors you've got to do stuff so everyone is learning english i think we've we can take that one off can't we yeah so bobbins that is no excuse no excuse <laughs> that is no excuse that's that's what this show is going to be called title that's no excuse okay so confusion it's confusing and kids can do it easier than me no reason i haven't got the brain for it absolutely no reason and also complete and utter bs um everyone is learning english i don't have to do this many reasons why you should still do it and finally and this is the one that i'm hmm Okay, hit me. But it's hard. Very difficult. What do we say to that? Do do we really need to respond to that? That's just ridiculous. I think that's at the heart of it, though. I feel like, or actually, is it it's hard or is it it's scary? It's going to be a waste of time. That sort of, because it's hard, it's going to take me forever. So in a way, is it well, is it not it's hard? Is it it's risky? As in, I'm running a ooh. risk of wasting my time here. Okay, shall we shall we live a life without risk just for just so for a minute? Let's just imagine that we're living a life without risk. We're living a life where everything is easy. Okay, so I wake up in the morning and my alarm clock doesn't go off because it's risky that I might 
I might hurt myself when I roll over first thing in the morning. It's also and, hard uh, to get up in the morning. It's also difficult to get up in the morning. So I'm just going to lay there and I'm just going to wait until my body wakes up naturally. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I've missed the start of my working day. Okay, that means I can't do the things I need, wanted to do in the morning. I, I've missed breakfast. I've missed uh, the chance to have a nice shower and get clean and fresh. Okay, oh, well. I just have to go to work. So uh, let's let's go to work. Oh, you've got a job, then. Lindsay. Jobs I are hard. I can't leave the bed because uh, that's that's a risk that I don't want to take. I might I might hurt myself when I uh, I might step on something when I when I roll out of bed. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, the day's gone because I've been thinking too much about taking risks. Ugh. <laughs> just take a risk. Just do it. I think your day sounds far too difficult. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's I guess. <laughs> What we're trying to say, perhaps, with um, the example, <laughs> this is, it's, it, it, okay, two things, I guess, that we're trying to say. A, a life without risk is both impossible and absurd. And B, your life actually gets easier once you commit and once you just decide you're doing this thing. And if that thing is learning another language, which... We now have... Okay. I, I also have another thing to add to it's hard. Yeah. Beyond, beyond that, I think that's the point. I think challenging yourself Ooh. and yeah. growing and not that one language is harder than another because I, I severely, when people... I get... And I think as a speaker of another, of any number of foreign languages, particularly ones who speak maybe five languages like, like Lindsay and I do because we're so smart and uh, young and beautiful or whatever. Um, not true. Although beautiful, of course. Um, but... <laughs> sorry, where was I? <laughs> the, the, the point is... Not, you know, people always ask me, oh, Welsh, that is hard. Before that, Russian, that is hard. Um, but, you know, it, it, they say that about any language because it keeps coming back to, but it's hard. So there's a reason not to do it. And it's hard. It's just not valid. It's just that's not an excuse. Like Lindsay said, that is not an excuse. And uh, the the point is you've got to replace hard in your mind. You've got to make it a good thing otherwise you are not going to learn another language you're just not going to succeed if you keep thinking okay, it's difficult it is, right? sorry yeah okay you say you say instead of but it's hard you say oh this is a challenge that's right you've got to you've got to reframe you've got to reframe you've got to think interesting think about how Lindsay speaks about korean script and gets so excited there's no there's not a second of oh but oh it's different script i don't want to there's 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 a million reasons why different script is actually not just easier than it looks but also helpful helpful with the pronunciation so the more you dive into this and this is perhaps at the heart of what i'm running at fluent at the moment which is the fluent grammar heart grammar love season um and it's to kind of take away the people's fear and negativity around grammar um, and to say, everything you learn that looks hard at the start usually turns out to be A, easier than you thought, and B, super helpful. Is that not true? So true. And and I completely believe that. So it's exactly like Lindsay says. If you find yourself thinking, oh, it's hard, or the language I'm learning is hard, or your your neighbor goes, are you learning, you're learning French? That's hard. You You have to just go, no, it's... 
it's a challenge, you know, it's a challenge or I'm curious about this or that's the point. I really think it being difficult is the point and without it being, if it was really easy, if it wasn't this little challenge, it's not a huge challenge, but if it wasn't a challenge, then none of the advantages would apply. None of the advantages really would apply. You wouldn't stand That's out really in the job market. You wouldn't stand out in, in dating. You wouldn't impress anyone because everybody would be doing it. You wouldn't be challenging yourself and it wouldn't improve your brain because you wouldn't be challenging your brain. Mm. I never thought of that's a very, very good point to kind of say, well, if that didn't exist, all of these advantages wouldn't exist. It's very true. Yeah, all the advantages, you know, your your main response. I've really looked at all of these arguments in here. And there, there are, I mean, there, some of them are perhaps just, um, we had to make up a round number, um, such as, you can eat amazing foreign meals. You don't need the language for that, really. Um, but, you know, all of these reasons keep coming back to, but you can say, oh, but it's hard. But actually, the reason those advantages exist is because it's difficult. Mm. And the reason it's is difficult so is because you're challenging yourself. It's because you're growing. That's actually a good thing. The reason it's difficult is because it's supposed to be difficult yeah. because sometimes things are difficult and because it's learning and learning is amazing. Boom. So is, true. Is this good? Is this a good rant? This is good. I like, <laughs> I like it. I agree. This is wonderful stuff. So, um, I, I think I have, I don't know. I think I have said everything I can on the topic for now. I could go on for another hour, but we've got a nice little length of podcast here. So I may want to call it a day. Um, do you have any final words, Lindsay? Yes, I agree. So much truth in what you just said. So much truth, I think, in, in what we both just said. And this is this is really, we wanted to do this show for you guys, perhaps to feel really vindicated and have somebody... Um, rant on your behalf so if you have just been nodding along for the last uh, f nearly hour you've just been nodding 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 you sat on the tube um or your head your head's nearly falling Every, off everything you've said kirsten i've just been sat here going mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> we want to say not just thank you but we also want to say you are a special wonderful person um who has i don't know i was nearly going to say seen the light but who has who who, who sees the point in doing this who is challenging themselves and you're doing something amazing well, well done. And now please take this show or please take the messages from this show because I think there's better ways of putting it in your own voice and share it with the world and encourage them to learn languages and reassure them you don't have to become fluent and do the equivalent of getting an A in school. You've just got to try and keep an open mind. I really believe, Lindsay believes, I think, she's probably nodding, I hope, um, it's going to make the world a better place and ultimately that's why we bother with language learning that's why i'm learning welsh that's why you're learning korean right i'm nodding yes <laughs> and with those words it's goodbye from me goodbye <laughs> and it's goodbye from Lindsay. goodbye thanks for listening to the creative language learning podcast guys don't forget to subscribe and to rate the podcast in itunes or on stitcher that's always very much appreciated if you have any feedback or you've got any questions you can email me kirsten k-e-r-s-t-i-n at fluentlanguage.co.uk or you can find me on facebook fluent language tuition or on twitter at 
Kirsten Hammers. That is K-E-R-S-T-I-N-H-A-M-M-E-S. 